just being mad and not nice and just having a bad day. It's really up to us to have a good day, isn't it? Yeah? All right, let's read this scripture one more time. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise. I have been saved from my enemies. In Sunday school, I'm going to teach you guys a song that goes along with that. Okay? Who wants to pray? Father God, I grant you um, forgiveness of our sins. Thank you, Lord, for everything you've done for us. Help us, Lord. And I hope that you help us have a nice day. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You guys can go back to your seat. It's always tough to follow Children's Church. I'm going to talk to Ricky about putting that at the end so that Pastor Carlos has to do that. <laughs> uh, before we get into the actual service, we do have some announcements. Youth group will be Thursday night at 6.30 here at the church. I'm literally pointing to the youths who had a pretty good night last night and are not helping support me at all in this. That's fine. Wait till you see what we're teaching in second service. <laughs> uh, also Thursday night at 6.30, we're going to be having kids quizzing. We'll be... They'll be meeting every Thursday night. You can talk with Cherie Matthews or call the church office for more information. And October 7th, which is a Thursday at 6.30, we're going to be starting adult Bible studies. We'll be having English and Spanish Bible studies for adults uh, while the youth group and kids quizzing are going on. So basically, we're getting church set up again. We'll get two days of church, come Sundays, come Thursdays. Um, so that will be 6.30, continuing every Thursday night. And that's it for the announcements. That one hurt a little bit, and that's okay. <laughs> He's getting off! All right. Um, uh, as we go into our time of giving and worship, I'd like to remind everybody that we have three ways that you can give tithes and offerings here. Sorry, that's going to take me a minute to recover from. Uh, you can do it. No, it's fine. It's fine. We can do it online. Uh, we have a website. Uh, click on the drop-down menu and click the giving tab. You can do it in person. We have a little tithe drop box by the back of the sanctuary there. Or you can mail in a check. Uh, if you are giving it uh, verse on paper, uh, please put what ministry you would like it to go to if you want it to go to a specific ministry. And then before we get started with our worship, if I could have everybody bow their heads with me for a prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you today acknowledging your name, which is above all names, and acknowledging how separate and different and great you are. We thank you for every gift that we have in this life, and we ask that you continue to bestow those blessings upon us of life, of sunshine and rain and everything that, that goes along with it. We thank you so much for the sacrifice of your only son to reunite us with you, 
and to allow us to stand in your presence. And we ask for the strength and humility to convey that and to also forgive people in the same way we have been forgiven. We pray all of this in your son's mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand, church. Who's ready to worship Jesus with me? Amen. Yeah. Um, it's so good to see uh, uh, Tom and Sandy Jones here with us this morning. Amen. Good to see you folks. It's so good to see Lauren and Jane and Bev and, and, and the whole family. Amen. Good to see you. We missed you last week. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Bill and Ronnie Warner. Uh, these are our brothers and sisters who watch online. Uh, Mary Teresa, uh, can we give it up to Mary? So faithful every week and, and it hits me up. And um, Our sister Agnes, uh, Kenny and Pam Bauer, Kathy Clayton, Kathy Machozik. Give it up for Kathy Machozik, yeah. And Diane Swanson, we love you guys and we so appreciate your faithfulness as you're watching online with us. Amen. Let's sing this song with me, Holy Water. God, I'm on my knees again. Who's on their knees praying to Jesus? Amen. Amen. If you haven't done it, do it. I'm telling you, it works. God, I'm on my knees again. And God, I'm begging, please again. I need you. Oh, Lord, I need you. Walking down these desert roads. Water for my thirsty soul. I need you. Oh, Lord, I need you. Help me out, guys. Like sweet, sweet honey on my lips. It's like the sound of a symphony to my ears. It's like holy water on my skin.
Help me out, church. Almighty Fortress. Almighty Fortress. Yes, he is. You go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against Almighty Fortress. I say, I say, Almighty Fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can. So when I fight, so when I fight, I fight on my knees. With my hands lifted high, oh God, that I'll be lost to you. Every day I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. So when I find out. so blessed this morning to have our brother Ron singing with us this morning. Amen? Yeah? Every time I sing with him, he has such a low voice. I feel like a female singer when I sing next to him. Which is nothing wrong with that. Amen? Thank God for our ladies. Amen? Help me out, Ron. verses from 1st Peter 4 verse 10 and verse 11 as each one has received a gift 
minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen.
Just as the man who was thrown on the bones of Elijah, if there's anything that he can do. Just as the stone that was rolled at the tomb in the Father God, how thankful we are that you have come out of the grave. Thank you, Lord, for your presence with us today. We love you so much, and we are so thankful that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are what our helper is. You are full of grace, and you give us that grace. And so now we call upon you and your grace to fill our pastor. Fill him with the Holy Spirit, Lord, that what he says might help us to remember that we are here to help one another. Hear our prayer, Lord Jesus, because it's in your precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you, musicians, worship team. Can we give them a hand, amen? Thank you so very much. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. You may be seated this morning. Thank you for being patient. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So I want to start off with some good news. I have good news and more good news. Um, what do you want first? Um, so the good news is we're not asking for money. <laughs> Everybody knows, good to see you. Um, we're not asking for a dime by the grace of God, and that's really unheard of these days. But, 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 but when I say that, please continue to give tithe and offerings. We appreciate it. Uh, but we are not asking for a dime. The, the, the better news, uh, with approval of the board and by God's grace, we are going to be getting a brand new parking lot. So excited, and so um, we are, we've been graced. We have the uh, Barb West discount. Uh, this company has been really gracious to us, and they've been getting with our building and grounds, Luke, uh, to uh, discuss the time. So if you want to write this date down, um, we're look, this is what we're hoping for right here, September 13th through the 17th. And we're and they want to they want to do the whole th uh, pretty much the whole thing in a week, without any interruptions for us for church. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd get a little more claps there, but it's okay. If yeah, you know, I mean, Amen. There you go. You know, if we're willing to walk miles to the Reno Oasis, I think we could walk miles to church. Amen. But this, this, but the company here doesn't want. They, they want. They don't want to inconvenience us. But I think is amazing. So they're going to hopefully try to get it done in a week. So thank you, Amen. Praise God, God Almighty. Um, this morning I want to start off with something that I heard. I uh, came across a, a story I heard about this uh, elderly lady uh, who surprised a burglar late one night. She was home alone. She did not have a weapon. She did not know what she was going to do. All of a sudden, she thought, I will quote a scripture verse. So she shouts out, Acts 2.38. The burglar suddenly freezes in his tracks and wouldn't move. Soon the police arrived and amazed at this little woman with no weapon could do this. They asked the burglar, what was it about the Bible verse that has such an effect on you? He said, Bible verse? What Bible verse? She says she had an axe and two thirty-eights. <laughs> How many of you know the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword and can pierce through any heart, even the, the hardest of hearts, the, the broke? But also this morning I pray do surgery on even a discouraged heart this morning. So a short review, we are in a series right now called Enough. Somebody say enough. 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 Elijah says enough is enough. He's done. Enough. This is part three. Elijah, final review. God tells Elijah to go to the king. Back in week one, tells him that'd be like, that'd be like God telling Wyatt or God telling uh, Dom or God telling uh, Reuben and Tori, hey, I want you to go to the president of the United States and I want you to tell him what's up. Whose God are we serving? By the way, it's something our nation needs to do. Who's the true God? Is it the secular humanism of the day, or is it the book we read? Is it the Word of God? 
We live in a time where so many people are worried about making the world happy, but what about making God happy? Amen. So the prophets of Baal pray to their God. Nothing happens. Elijah prays to our God. All of a sudden, fire falls from heaven, consumes the offering, licks up the water. Elijah drops the mic. Amen. Then he goes and takes the 450 lying prophets, prophets of Baal. And what's he do? He executes them. And then all of a sudden, word gets to Ahab's wife, Jezebel. She threatens the life of Elijah, and now he's in a state of depression, hopelessness, discouragement. And I don't know about you, but these emotions and feelings can happen to us all. Don't be surprised when discouragement shows up to your house, sits on your couch while you're watching television, and he's talking to you, and it's not encouraging. Elijah is here, right here. And he got there, I believe, because of three things that popped to me out in Scripture right here. The first thing was, number one, listening to what other people say. How many know sometimes what other people say is not always true? And he heard what this woman said, and he believed it. He was contemplating, thinking on it. And there's been words said against you from your parents, from your grandparents, uncles and aunts, people you know close to you, have said words to you, have said things to you that have hurt you. You remember, and, 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 and when you see this person or when you look at that thing, that you, you, it reminds you of what they said, and all of a sudden now you're, you're down, you're discouraged. Number two, the second discouragement factor I want to say right here, number two, self-isolation. How many of you know... When you self-isolate, when you're discouraged, the worst person you can talk to is yourself. And this is what's happening right here. He's self-isolation. Number three, he became discouraged because he was scared of the future. And the devil made Elijah believe that he was the only one left. You ever feel like I'm the only one going through this? I mean, we can laugh now, but you ever been there? Why am I the only one going through this? No one knows what I'm feeling. The devil will make you believe that you're the only one left. That you're the only one going through. But you need, to, you need to tell your neighbor this morning, you ain't the only one. Help me out, church. Tell your neighbor, you ain't the only one. You ain't, that, that, I know that ain't proper English, but that's proper preaching right there. You ain't the only one. Tell your neighbor, you ain't. You ain't. And hold on, hold on. I, this, I forgot. This is, the, this is the sophisticated crowd. Tell your neighbor, you're not the only one. There we go. Okay. Amen. I'm so glad, but this is not the end of the story of Elijah. It doesn't end here. He's depressed. He's discouraged. But we have some encouraging points this morning. I had two points last week. Do you remember what that was? Thank you. Rest and replenishment. Who got rest this week? Nobody? Okay. Hit the altar. All right. Rest. Yeah, I was so proud of my wife. She, she made a meal yesterday to prepare us for today so we could rest. All right? So we keep the Sabbath holy. And so, if, again, if, you, if, if you're cooking today, hey, it's, I'm not throwing any stones, but rest. Somebody say rest. Rest. We need rest. You need to chill, relax. So this morning, I only have two points. These are some steps we could take for encouragement. And so number one, I want you to write this down. I'm telling you, don't miss this. Don't miss this. 
Receive and respond to God's revelation. Receive and respond to God's revelation. It's right here in verses 13 through 16. First Kings, God finds Elijah right here. It says in verse 13, So it was when Elijah heard it that he was wrapped, he, he wrapped his face and his mantle, and he went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Has God ever asked you that? What are you doing here? And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left. And they seek to, then they seek to take my life. Then the Lord said to him, It's okay, Elijah. Things are going to get better. No, he said, Go, return on your way to the what? Wilderness? I must be seeing this wrong, folks. Here Elijah's in a place, he's down, he's out, he's discouraged, and God says, go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Haziel as king over Syria. Also you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel, and Elisha, the son of Shaphat, and Abel Mahola, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. Wow. Interesting. God speaks to Elijah and gives him a word. Gives him some, some instructions. Here's what I believe. When we face discouragement, God will give us specific instructions on what to do to come out of our discouragement. What I find here, there are so many people, though, who God has spoken to. But the question is, will they receive? Will they respond? It's like your parents telling you, hey, keep your hands off that girl. Hey, stop looking at that. Hey, God is telling you some things. The question is, when you're discouraged... When you feel like giving up, when you say, what's the use? I might as well just do it. When you're discouraged, are you listening to what God is telling you? God told Elijah, and listen right here, it's a life-changing moment. He told him, go, anoint Haziel as king of Syria, Jehu king over Israel, and Elisha you shall anoint as prophet in your place. Wow. The first thing that catches my attention, I see God telling Elijah, that what he needs to do is take his eyes off himself and focus on somebody else. Focus on someone else's situation. He's telling him that his joy and his victory and his hope for tomorrow is found in helping someone else reach their potential. Helping someone else reach their destiny in God. I know this is contrary. I know this goes against this self-serving, self-centered, self-motivated, it's-all-about-me culture. Amen? 
But the call of God is for us to take our eyes off our drama, take our eyes off our pain, what we're going through, and realize there's someone out there that God has anointed you to place your hands on, even in a time of discouragement, and realize that what they're going through might be worse than what you're going through. We're so focused on ourselves, we can't help anybody else. You know, the way the kingdom of God works while you're serving others, God is preparing people to serve you. Amen. We live in a culture where people want to get, but they have never sown. People want to reap a harvest, but they have never planted good seed. People want to win, but they're not willing to go to training camp. People want to go up, but they're not willing to go down. People want to feel the resurrection power of God, but they're not willing to be crucified. So let me ask the question, whose vision, whose calling, what person are you helping? Who are we, who are we serving? Who are we helping so they may achieve? Greatness in their life. Because we'll never get to our destiny if we're always thinking about me, myself, and I. I know life's crazy, it's hard. You say, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through, though. uh, I'm here to tell you that the answer of getting out of your discouragement is to realize there's someone else who's going through it, too. I need to stop being self-centered. All through the scripture, it shows us. Don't miss this. All through the scripture, it shows us people who were down and out, who could have focused on themselves, and they focused on somebody else. There was a widow in 1 Kings. Look this up. Look this up on your own time. 1 Kings, Elijah meets a, 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 a lady when the famine was in the land. You remember that I talked about the famine? Remember? There was a famine in the land. And all of a sudden, Elijah... God tells Elijah, I want you to go to the widow and I want you to ask her for some, for some food. So Elijah gets to the widow and this widow, her and her son, barely have enough food. And Elijah says, hey, I'm hungry. And she says, all I have is enough for, for me and my son. We're going to eat and then we're going to die. That would be horrible. Can you imagine you and your kid? You're like, this is all we have left. And we're gonna, I mean, it's a grim situation. You can imagine what they look like. And, you know, Elijah, you, you know, <laughs> you would think Elijah would have said, hey, it's okay. Um, I see you barely got enough. Hey, hey, you barely got enough, so why don't you just eat? Hey, God, I know you told me to ask her for food, but she don't. Hey, no, you know what he says? Make me first. Give me a sandwich first, and God will supply all your needs. And I want to say something real quick. It's not in my sermon, but for any inspiring leader or pastor, those who are watching online, you want, don't ever rob somebody from a blessing because of fear. They got so many people that come to church and they, they, they barely got enough. And there's, there's a part of me that just want to say, hey, give what you can. Give whatever. But I got to stick to the word of God. God says, give up your first fruits and he will supply all your needs. Elijah could have robbed this woman of a blessing if he would have just said, hey, Got it. 
But when she obeyed the prophet, the man of God, it says she went back to the barrel and there was always something in it. Amen. 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 <laughs> there was always something in the, sorry, that's a side note. I apologize, folks. I'm going to get back to my verse right here. All through the scripture, Elijah meets this woman who was down and out. And when he gets to the widow, he sees, he asks her for a drama sandwich. Remember the drama sandwich last week? You know, there's always an issue before and after, but in the middle, man, God has something good. And that's exactly what God had. There was the sinner woman in Luke who heard that Jesus was having dinner with the Pharisee. She went and discovered that Jesus' feet were not washed. Instead of her moping about her own sinful condition, like I would have been at Jesus' feet telling him all my problems and what I'm going through, instead of her doing that, she gets on her knees and she washes the feet of Jesus. And that day she was delivered and God moved in her life. Elijah met his destiny by washing the hands of Elijah. He served as pastor. He... Joshua became great as a leader as he served under Moses. Amen? Jesus got down and washed the feet of the disciples. All I'm trying to say is, if you want to get out of discouragement, we need to take our eyes off ourselves and see somebody else's need. So my last point, serve somebody else. Serve somebody else. Come out of your discouragement. Come out of your, your, your bill problem, your car problem, your house problem. Come out of your discouragement by serving somebody else. I was hoping I'd get a little more amens. Let me try this again. What I'm trying to say is help somebody else's dream, help somebody else's vision become a reality. Amen. That's how you get your, to your destiny. That's how you get promoted in the eyes of God is realizing it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about somebody else. Anoint Haziel as king over Syria. Jehu, the king, king over Israel, and Elisha, the son of Shaphat, and Abel Mahola, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. And I thought about it. Why, why these names? Why these places? Why, why, go to, why tell a man who's already discouraged, already down and out, to go to Damascus? Like, what's up with this? Like, why would you? But then I realized it. Damascus is a place where several significant events happened was at Damascus when Abraham left the land of what thank you somebody reads their bible er can you imagine where you live er (laughs) no wonder he left er he left his land of er to go to Canaan he had to go through Damascus the wilderness Before you get to where you want to go, you're going to have to go through Damascus. And whether you know it or not, this morning, church, maybe you're new to church. Maybe you've never been to church. Maybe you're watching. You say, I've been coming to church for you. Maybe, just maybe, you're on your way to Damascus. Maybe you're in Damascus this morning. And we're right here. And 
But we have to realize that we have to go through this Damascus and serve somebody else before we go to our promised land. You might be in a Damascus moment this morning. Not only Abraham went through Damascus to get to Canaan, but Paul named what? Saul. Thank you. Paul named Saul got hit on his way to Damascus. And he says, I want you to go to Damascus and I want you to, I want you to anoint these guys. I got to read this again. Then the Lord said to him, go. Return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Haziel as king over Syria. Also you shall anoint Jehu the son of Nimshi as king over Israel. And Elisha the son of Shaphat and Abel Mahola you shall anoint as prophet in your place. And I was trying to figure this out, church. I'm going, okay, how many know names have meaning? Names have meaning. And I saw something right here when I started looking up two of the names, and then I just kept going. Haziel means God has seen. Jehu means Jehovah is he. Nimshi means release from entanglement. Elisha means the God of supplication. Shaphat means to vindicate. And Abel Mahola means a place of dancing. So here's what God is saying. On your way to your destiny, you will pass through Damascus, Elijah. On your way to, to the promised land. On your way to see me to get taken up on a chariot with fire, amen. On your way to Damascus. You, 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 you need to know when you get there, God has seen you. And he is Jehovah. He's the God who will release you from your entanglement. He's the one who will supply all your needs. He will vindicate you, and you will come to a place of dancing. Lift up your hands, O you gates. Lift it up to the King of kings and the glory of glories, the God who is, the God who was, and the God who will always be in a time of discouragement. Lord, I will praise you and only you. Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried, but early Sunday morning he rose up out of that grave. You say, Pastor, I've been down too long. I've been hurting too long. This is just the way it is. I'm cool. Me and God, we got it like this. And I'm going to say, no, 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 no. I've been frustrated too long. I'm here to tell you. Jesus sees you. He can hear you. He died for you. He was buried for you. He conquered death in the grave for you. He sees you. He has a hope and a future for you. Don't quit on your way to Damascus. You got to get you, you got to go through Damascus to get to Canaan. You got to go through Damascus to to, to your eyes be open. You, you got to get through Damascus to get to your promised land. But, but while you're in Damascus, church, while you're in that moment of discouragement, while you're in Damascus, whenever that is, while you're there, anoint Jehu. 
Anoint Haziel. Anoint your replacement. And know that you will reach your destiny because you served somebody else. Let's bow our heads, church. This morning, we're going to do something that we haven't done in a while, and that's a healing, healing prayer. This morning, I'm going to have uh, Miss Barb, Jeannie, and uh, Monica Pito. They'll be standing in different locations, and they have some anointing oil. And I would encourage you this morning um, to wear a mask while you come up with them if you want prayer. We want to keep Barb safe. I want to keep Jeannie and my staff safe. If you want to pray, I would encourage you to bring you, your, your family, your spouse, your, your, your loved ones, and, and be anointed this morning. If you're going through something, if you're, you're, if you're feeling discouraged at anything, I, I'm, I'm believing God this morning as you're anointed, they're going to anoint you. We ourselves have things going on in our lives, and then, and, uh, if, if you this morning, if you, if you don't have a mask, uh, you can go get one and come back and we're going to sing a song of worship and just let, let the Spirit of God come in and, and just take control. And I pray that He speak to you, that He heal you, that He touch you this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. If I could have my worship team come up with me as we sing this song of praise and worship. Amen. in wildfires singing your name God of mercy sweet love of mine I have surrendered to your 
God, God speak to someone this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise His spirit to your name, God. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to have my brother, uh, Lauren Morrow, this morning close us. If we could all bow our heads. Lauren, I'm going to bring the microphone to you. 
or go ahead and come. You could. Thank you, Jeannie. I appreciate that. Let's bow our heads. Church, Lauren's going to say a blessing over us this morning and, and pray us out of here. Thank you. Amen. Heavenly Master, Lord, we're so grateful for this day. Father, we're thankful to be in this place to have heard such a wonderful word from you. Now, Lord, as we go from this place, bless each and every one. May this be a day of victory in the lives of your saints. Bring us back again, Lord, soon. Bless us as we go, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Be blessed this morning, church. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Salvation.